Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Continuing in the series on principles for transformation, I'll remind you that I posted some bonus videos lately. This week I put up one called Restoring Identity, Dignity, and Destiny. It's a prayer of blessing. Recently I've also posted bonus videos, Healthy Personal Boundaries, Toxic Guilt and Shame, Are You Trapped in a Vow, and Understanding Yourself and Others. So those appear as videos on Spotify. If you're using another platform, you'll probably just get the audio. So I want to start with a brief overview of what I've covered in the previous podcasts in this series. And then today I'll be talking about motives of the heart. We looked at four barriers to transformation and in past podcasts, I talked about what transformation is. In a makeover, they say that someone's been transformed, but that's just an external change. The Bible, when it talks about transformation, talks about a change that starts from the inside out. That 2 Corinthians 3.18, as we behold Jesus, we are changed. There is a metamorphosis is the word. Our time with him changes us. So that's an important concept to understand. It's our time with the Lord and our response to him. And we behold him through his word. God provides Jesus who died for sin. He came to earth to pay for our sin. He provides salvation through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit who lives within us once we receive Jesus as our Savior, who lights up our spirit, makes us alive. And then the Word of God teaches us how to know the Lord. So we decide how much of ourselves to yield in this process of transformation. We can cultivate the relationship. We can renew our minds. So that is a very brief overview of the last several podcasts on these principles. So looking at motives of the heart, a lot of people have difficulty recognizing their own motives. Sometimes we're good at understanding other people's motives. Not always accurately, but sometimes. Some people are are just gifted at that. But many people have trouble recognizing their own motives. So we're going to focus on that a little bit today. And it is important to the Lord that we recognize our motives. Psalm 51, 6, I frequently quote as, it says, You desire truth in the inner being. Make me therefore to know wisdom in my inmost heart. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified unless I mention a different translation. Psalm 90, verse 8 tells us, Our iniquities, our secret heart and its sins, which we would so like to conceal even from ourselves, you have set in the revealing light of your countenance. So again, as we spend time with the Lord, he will shed light on things in our behavior, in our motives. And it's up to us to receive that light and respond to it. 1 Corinthians 4, 5, I'm going to read also. 
And that relates to this same idea of God exposing things. For he will both bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in darkness and disclose and expose the secret aims, motives, and purposes of hearts. Then every man will receive his due commendation from God. So if we're trying to walk with the Lord, we don't need to be afraid of that. He's not doing it to be harsh. If we are rebelling, resisting, and actively fighting the Lord or what he's showing us, if we're deliberately living in rebellion, then the nudges get a little stronger. But you don't need to go into a place of fear if you're making an effort to follow. He's very gracious. So more about motives in Psalm 139, 23 and 24. This time I'm reading from the Passion Translation. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on. And lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways. The path that brings me back to you. So notice we're asking the Lord to do the searching that if we spend a lot of time examining our motives, we are probably focused too much on ourselves, which can actually be a problem. We can get bogged down in guilt, shame, and self-doubt. So the Bible teaches to be open to the Lord, allow the Lord to search us, and then respond. But a heavy self-focus and self-examination on a regular basis is not good for us, and it's not scriptural. So God makes us aware of things so that we can confess them. If there's wounds he makes us aware of, areas where we're just kind of broken, then it's our time with him, it says in 2 Corinthians 3.18. The metamorphosis occurs because we are spending time in his presence. We are gazing at him through his word, and that is what changes us. Gritting our teeth and trying to change usually doesn't produce any depth, any metamorphosis. We're trying to do it through self-will. And most of these changes occur through yielding to the Lord and sometimes making ourselves accountable to a group or another person who can encourage us, who can help us recognize our blind spots. Remember, we change through the Word of God, the people of God, and the Spirit of God. We learned that from Dr. Larry Crabb. So I thought it, it might be useful to talk about how do you do this in a practical way. One of the things that I would recommend is when you have your time with the Lord each day, first of all, you want to thank Him for His presence and just kind of settle down with Him kind of like you would settle down on the couch with a book or with a pet. That's sort of a sort of an odd example, but I think most people can relate to that. So we just settle down in the Lord's presence like one of his little sheep in Psalm 23. And then after we thank him for his presence, we can uh, pray one of these verses that I just read a few minutes ago or we can pray Psalm 86, 11. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. Direct and unite my heart solely, reverently, to fear and honor your name. So we can ask for 
for God to open our eyes, to show us what we need to do so that we can walk in a way that keeps us on the path of life. Whatever he does show you, then you want to repent, which means, Lord, I recognize this is sin. I confess it to you. Please cleanse me and help me to change. We don't want, we don't need to go into guilt and shame. And we don't want to harden our hearts. We've talked about that before. If something is a wound, if it's a fear, if it's a concern or a legitimate need, we want to yield that to him. Say, Lord, I know I'm kind of preoccupied about this, that, or the other. I have that tendency. And Lord, I I yield this to you. I ask you to show me what I need to do. I ask you to give me favor as I contact this agency to help me get this resolved. I ask you for your favor. There are different things that as the Lord exposes them, that not everything is sin. Some things are wounds, as we talked about in the last podcast. And then what you can do is also ask him for the strategies of how to stay on the path of life, how to solve a problem, how to go forward. If there are doors that you're not sure which one to go through, you can ask him to close the doors that aren't from him and open the doors that are. So God can give us creative ideas, creative strategies, how to solve problems. And he always cleanses us if we ask him to forgive our sins. He doesn't hold them against us. If you grew up with someone who would remind you all the time of what you did wrong and how you disappointed them, I don't know if you know the episode about Festivus from Seinfeld, that kind of idea. It's like, well, let me tell you, let me remind you how you've disappointed me, how you failed. The Lord doesn't do that. He cleanses us, he forgives us, he guides us. So we want to keep following as best we can. And he is gracious, he's paid for our sins, and he will continue to transform us from glory to glory, from strength to strength. So the Bible does teach us that our conscience can be too harsh. It talks about that in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 9 and 10 talks about how the Lord can cleanse our conscience But a conscience can also be too lenient. Look around in the news. There is an absence of appropriate guilt or concern. So we've talked about before that if we resist the Lord, if we stay and justify a pattern of sin, then our conscience becomes seared or defiled, the Bible calls that. You can read about that in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18 and onward. In Titus chapter 1, verses 15 and onward, and 1 Timothy 4.2. If you're listening to this, you probably have a conscience that's sensitive, so be careful you don't go into guilt and shame even as you're listening. So as you're spending time with the Lord, as you've settled into his presence, thanked him for his presence, asked him to open your eyes to teach you, to shine his light on your heart, Take time to slowly read the word. It's more important, I think, that you focus rather than try to cover a lot of territory. A small amount of consistent time is much more effective than infrequent, huge amounts of time. 
and we want to chew on the word. That's what it means to meditate in a biblical definition. We're chewing on the word. We're absorbing it. And we can pray it back to the Lord also, which is a way to interact with the scripture. And also it gets it deeper into our heart, deeper into our spirit. At the end of podcasts, a lot of times I'm praying back a scripture And also the first three podcasts I did back in 2021 looks at how to deepen that spiritual rest, that spiritual connection. So as we're reading the word, we'll learn things about God and we'll learn things about ourselves. And again, this is for information. It's for cleansing, kind of like you might spend a little time cleansing a stain on something you're going to wash in the washing machine, or if there's a little extra dirt or makeup someplace on your face that needs cleansed. So the purpose is to cleanse. It's not to condemn. Then throughout the day, it's a good idea if you really want to cooperate in this process of transformation to meditate on the promises of God or on the presence of God. I like that verse in Isaiah 30:18 that talks about the constant unbroken companionship of the Lord. And so sometimes I just meditate on his constant unbroken companionship. I might get distracted, forget about him. I got stuff I got to (laughs) do and you probably do too, but he never stops thinking about us. And it's in a tender, affectionate way. Not like uh, you think about Santa Claus when you're a little kid, like, is he watching me? I'm doing something bad. God is not like Santa Claus keeping track of the good and bad things. Sometimes we need those really silly, basic examples to get into our spirit. So I thought it might be good also to remind us how the Word of God restores us. We're in the Word of God to commune with Him, to learn about how He thinks, and to allow Him to transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. You can find that in Romans chapter 8. So I thought it might be useful to look at some things about how God's Word, how time in God's Word, how His presence and His promises transform us, restore us to the original design that God intended for us before the ravages and traumas of life interfered and did some damage. And I want to mention here too that a a lot of people have grown up in situations where they were kind of bent in a certain direction, a direction they may not like in terms of sin patterns or preoccupations or places where they are kind of stuck. And the Lord is not limited by that. He has mercy on us. He sees the difficulties that we are wrestling with and he doesn't despise us. He wants to, as a gentle shepherd, keep leading us forward in the path of life. Psalm 107.20 says, He sends forth his word and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction. Psalm 78.19 talks about how God can furnish the food for a table in the wilderness. And this comes from Psalm 23, that he sets a table before me even in the presence of my enemies. Ephesians 3.16, May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself, indwelling your innermost being and personality. So we see that as we yield to the Lord, as we allow him to cleanse us, he strengthens us. He allows us 
to operate out of joy and out of peace. I know sometimes my life has seasons that are very stressful, that are very difficult, and for that time that I spend in the Lord's presence, just enjoying his companionship, it does help me with my attitude, which isn't always good, and strengthens me, gives me peace, gives me perspective so that I can keep going. June 5th of 2022, I posted a podcast called Wholeness Under Pressure, and it looks at scriptures that point us to the strength that we have in the Lord when we are feeling at our weakest. So one other scripture I want to point you to in order to be able to have your motives of the heart continue to be purified is Deuteronomy 30 verse 6. And it says, The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with all your being that you may live. You know what circumcision is in the physical realm. And circumcision represents covenant. That was the outward expression of covenant in the Old Testament with the children of Israel. So what that tells us is we can ask the Lord to expose our motives, to cleanse us from the things that are fleshly, that are too much soul and the soul in this sense represents self-will. We, we still have a personality that God designed, that he takes joy in, that unique identity that he's given us. But we don't want to be controlled by our own appetites, by our own will. Hey, I want this. I don't care what happens. We don't want to live out of that because we all have selfish tendencies. We don't want to live out of our pain or out of whatever's trendy in the culture. We want to be yielded to him and allow him to keep purifying our hearts. So we don't want to be passive, but we do want to know how to rest in the Lord's presence. We want to be proactive as he leads us, but we don't want to be manipulative. We don't want to be controlling, hey, I'm going to make this happen. And we don't want to be passive and helpless. So it's really a balance. And the Lord continues to help us grow in that balance to be transformed. And you need a friend or a group that can gently tell you the truth to help you with your blind spots. So let me mention resources and then I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing. I have posted several bonus videos in the last few weeks. Also, I have a podcast, Releasing Guilt and Shame that I posted on December 3rd of 2021, Understanding Learned Helplessness, which I posted November 23rd of 2021. My first three podcasts in November of 2021 looked at spiritual rest and accessing spiritual resources. My books are on Amazon. I'm going to mention the Bible study book called Breaking Through to Blessing, which is integrating some spiritual principles with some principles for emotional health and growth and advancing in your faith. And then my workbook, Life Without Baggage, helps you purify your heart and release some of those barriers that interfere with transformation. If you'd like a free copy of my devotional book, Suffering Insights into Faith, if you go to my website and fill out the contact form, I will send a free digital copy to your email. 
So let me pray a blessing for us, and I'm going to pray Deuteronomy 30, verse 6 as we close. So Lord, we ask you to cleanse our hearts, to cleanse our motives. Make us aware of the things that pull us off the path of life, that interfere with us walking in the light and walking in love. We want to love you, Lord, from a pure heart, with our whole mind, our whole heart, with all our being, so that we are abiding in the truth, that we can have maximum positive influence in our families and in our spheres of influence. So thank you, Lord, that you gently point these things out to us, and then you gently lead us back to that path of life. We yield every broken place to you, Lord, and ask you to just gently show us the strategies for wholeness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend.